What's Your Thought? A show, a show created by the youth for the youth where we discuss controversial topics. I am your host, Isabel Wan, and I am with my co-host, Kinan Chi. Oh my gosh. It's not that uh, ugly. Oh my. So today, for I'm working today's on it, topic, I'm working on it. For today's topic, we'll be discussing something quite dark, which is death. For a second, I thought you were talking about Brian's heart. But, um, <coughs> <coughs> He's right there. He's right there, he's gonna beat me up. Uh, <laughs> After this. So, it's a known thing that the youth of nowadays doesn't think much about death. Or doesn't think much at all for that Moving matter. Moving on, let's not talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, death isn't something commonly discussed among any groups. Like, yes. The last time I discussed death, I went out with my friends to a mama and we were like, friends so, kill you. So when when are we gonna when are we gonna die? And then everybody just stared at me in awkward silence. So <laughs> uh, yeah, death isn't something that people generally discuss. Discuss. But it is important nonetheless. Because in finding the purpose of death, mm-hmm. we find meaning to life. Yes. Everything has a beginning and an end. Death being the end, birth being the beginning. Mm. The process is what we're trying to find. What's the process for is the meaning of life. So, we're going to approach this from as many views as possible. Isabel? So now, death, there are lots, there are billions, 7 point something billion people on Earth. 7.6, billion people on Earth. And it is sure that everyone will have different point of views. And Maybe when it comes to death, your point of view or people's point of view is shaped based, based on whether is there an afterlife or is death just the end, like completely the end of your existence. So our opinions on death are usually shaped on whether there's an afterlife or, you know, done. Done. <laughs> done. Full stop. So now we'll be looking at these different type of uh, views on death based on mm-hmm. three questions which are what happens after you die? Mm-hmm. What is the purpose for being here? And what is that respective uh, perspective or religion's point of view of yeah, yeah. death? Because some people they are scared some perceive of death. it as a fearful thing, as yeah, an yeah. inevitable thing, as mm-hmm. a joyful thing. Some religions. Yes, yes. But uh, well, so others are uh, fearful of it. So now let's look at the first one, which is Hinduism. Hinduism. If we, uh, before we start, if any of you have any disagreements or any points to add, please feel free to comment in the comment section below. We will be reading it from time to time. So, the Hindu point of view of death is that death is inevitable. Yes, so definitely. embrace life. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people that believe in a simulation, simulation in a simulation, you've been watching too much Matrix, we cannot help you here. But Hindu, is a, Hindu people believe in a reincarnation where the sins from your past life are carried on to your next life mm-hmm. so you do good in this life in order to pay for the sins of your next life and eventually you reach nirvana so next reincarnation is like i die and then i'm reborn yeah am i reborn again as like the same person no it's person? only your soul stays the same but the same soul how about your memories are they like memories are wiped clean okay. So reincarnation. Yeah. So, uh, but there is also this system called karma to help yeah. you to help it make sure that you pay for it the next life. Karma works as uh, how to say gravity. It pulls you down from nirvana. It prevents you from reaching nirvana because of your 
karma. Sins. Your sins, yeah. So throughout your life, you pay for it. Mm -hmm. Let's just say I live a life as a person who wastes a lot of food, a rich person who wastes a lot of food. In my next life, I will be reincarnated as a poor person with like that stars so in order to pay for the sins of karma. Yes. Oh, so karma is basically like I do something bad and then it will come back to you, right? That's karma. Yes. But in this reincarnation case, is it I have karma, I do something bad and then it will come back to me in the current life or the next life? The, actually, I've read quite a few Hindu articles on it. Uh -huh. uh, and the, even the Hindus themselves cannot say when the karma comes back to you. So, like, if a I'm a robber, thing. if I'm a robber and then, like, I steal as much as I want, and then I won't face the consequences now, it'll be like the next life. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like, if, you, if you're facing the consequences in your next life, mm -hmm. that means you're suffering. For, your next incarnation is kind of suffering for no reason. That incarnation yeah. hasn't done anything wrong yet. Also, <laughs> another flaw I noticed with the system is mm -hmm. that, say I'm a poor person, yeah. really poor, because I'm suffering from my previous life. Mm -hmm. If you help me, you are making my next life just as bad as this life. Could you elaborate? Uh, picture it like this. You are paying for your sins by doing good, right? Yeah. In this life. Yeah. By helping me, a poor person with no food. But I am poor because I am paying for this life, my sins of my past life, in order to have a better next life. Oh, okay. Therefore, you paying for my sins prevents me from paying for, give, removes my opportunity to pay my own sins, making my next incarnation just as bad, if not worse. So, as, so this karma thing is you're supposed to pay or you're supposed to face your consequences from your past life. Yeah. But then now, if let's say you are going undergoing your karma, I'm also undergoing my karma and let's say I'm a person who is in need of help. But my help is technically, me facing my issues is me going through, facing my consequences from my past life. So if you help me, doesn't that mean that you're technically removing those removing, consequences? Making but it half but going by the logic of karma, I will face those consequences eventually, whether in this life or the next. So if you help me, doesn't it mean that it benefits me but it more than it benefits you yeah. in the long run? It doesn't benefit me at all. It's like, isn't that like a bit? Uh, how do I say this? Selfish. Selfish? No. No, not selfish. Um, I'm actually not sure. I do not believe that Hindu. Hinduism is a selfish religion in essential. I feel it's just a flawed system or a lack of our understanding. If any of you have a, a, an opinion or a comment to make or any disagreements or anything, please feel free to interact with us in the comment section. We would love to hear from you. So that's Hinduism. How that's about Hinduism. Buddhism? Buddhism and Hinduism are very similar. I have mm -hmm. noticed that only... The karma system is a bit different. Hindu's karma system is more of like gravity where it pulls you down. But uh, the Buddhist karma system is more of an action-reaction kind of thing. You know, if you do this, this happens. Mm, like a Buddhism. spring, you know, you pull it, it retracts. So does it mean that their purpose of life is the same or similar? Yes, it is very, very similar. Okay. So now, now that is the... Uh, the Hindu and Buddhist Buddhism. standpoint. Mm. Both believe in reincarnation. Their roots are very similar. Can we move on to our next atheist, point of view? The atheist point of view, yes. So now, we have covered the uh, 
Hindu point of view and the Buddhist point of view, where the purpose of their life is to do good throughout their lives. Mm-hmm. So now we will move on to the atheist point of view. So while researching this, it actually made me quite curious or very interested in their point of view. And so I took this research from a philosopher named Socrates. 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 I'm so sorry. I butchered the name. I'm really sorry. I know I butchered the name. Something went wrong there. But Socrates, who is a teacher of Plato. So like, the, like the video game platform? Plato. 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 So <laughs> he's a teacher of uh, Socrates. Socrates is a teacher of Plato. And so he actually believes, he actually was the first person to speak about death during his death, like when he was about to face death himself. When was this? Uh, he died 319, uh, 399 BC through poisoning. Well, that's so many years before that and nobody decided to speak about death, that's kind of... I mean... No, I'm guessing ancient people were much thinkers. But, uh, moving on! Oh my god. Okay, what? moving on. So now, he actually said that there are two possibilities to death. Because when questioned why he was not... He faced death very peacefully. So when questioned why, he said that there are two possibilities to death. It's either a dreamless and endless sleep, or it is a passage to a new life. Both of which should not be feared because when asked about the first possibility, which is a dreamless and endless sleep, he said that he wanted the sleep. And as for the second part, he believed that the afterlife is much like Athens, which is the capital of Greece. But instead of bodies, we'll just be like disembodied minds. Our minds are there. So it's just like our minds. And then we will, since we don't have bodies, uh, it, we won't be bothered by bodily stuff like eating, being lazy, sleeping, not exercising. <laughs> not exercising. So our mind will be at its full function, which to Socrates was Socrates is the best thing to have for your mind. And it actually excites him. So but then however, few years later, hundred plus years later, another philosopher, Epicurus. Whoa, Epicurus? I want Epic in my name. Epicemen. No. <laughs> Moving on. So Epicurus he actually um, denied the possibility of a second afterlife, uh, of another life. And he actually said this, I quote, When we are, death is not come. And when death is come, we are not. So, <laughs> that was the very old English. But to translate that now, it means that when we exist, death is not here. But then when death does come to us, we no longer exist. So therefore, it should be something that we should not fear. And now, going by this logic, uh, atheists, they, were, they don't believe in a higher power. They believe that once you die, that's the end, like completely the end. Which is why they really focus on their life, the meaning of their life. Which as discussed, Hindus believe that it is to do good in your life, right? To do good. Mm-hmm. And then Buddhists as well as to believe to do good. And so they also focus on making their life, living their life to their fullest. <laughs> Which is fun- funny. Mm. I have a cousin, he identifies as atheist. I did an interview with him. If Marcus could be a, a nice person and play it right now. Uh, 
Okay, before we start this interview, I just want to thank you, Eugene, for being on this interview. Eugene is my cousin from my dad's side. Uh, you're welcome. He is an atheist. Atheist? Ah, okay. Atheist. Close enough. Okay, close enough. Okay, so what are your thoughts? Where do you think you'll go after you die? I feel like that's, that's a really tough question to answer, especially for atheists. Uh, personally, I believe that nobody really has the answer to that question, but uh, the most logical thing for atheists is we just cease to exist. Our consciousness just disappears. Uh, it's quite a bleak, a bleak outlook on things, but that's how I truly believe how it is. I see. Where do you think, why do you think we're here? What is your purpose for living? Why do you think we are all here? Like your purpose in life. Your purpose, yeah, your purpose in life. I see. Uh, that is not a tough question, but I feel that that is for us to decide. Because uh, I feel we don't really have. A, let me rephrase that. Uh, we don't have an entity we answer to. It's, uh, we solely answer to ourselves. So our, the purpose is for us to decide, you know, for us to... Uh, I'll reiterate re re again, uh, I feel that's what defines a driven person and a less developed person is that you have to figure out your own purpose in life. That's about it. Like, nobody is really here to tell you what to do. So in other words, you decide yourself? Yeah, we, we figure it out, we figure out why we're here, what we're good for to do, and then we try our best to do it. Okay, one final question. What is your, personally, your end goal, end game in your life? End game. Uh, yeah, what is your, what your final objective? Your uh, purpose? To make the world a better place. To try my best in, in my image of what a, what a, what a good world should be and try my best to steer as much as I humanly can steer the world to a better place. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Alright, you're welcome. Cousin? Yes, that's my cousin. You're related to him? Yes. He's him? my he's my dad's sister's son. Yeah? Okay. He's my cousin and do you know what else he also no, is? He's taken. He's taken, no, no, so don't no, get no, any I ideas. Like, I was like, oh how can someone with that that type of mentality or how he speaks oh. be related to you? Oh okay, not in okay. that way. Oh my gosh, okay. So <clears throat> really? Yes, he's my cousin. <laughs> Okay, so actually, I really like the part where he said my, what I think is good. <laughs> what I think is good. Yeah, because uh, good is a very subjective thing, right? Mm. Unless, in a, from an atheist standpoint, good is a it's something general up, thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, you see, uh, we believe in a higher power. So, and then so that, that higher power dictates what is good. And what is bad. But then atheists they believe in two I they believe that their very start is two atoms colliding with one another and then they were created well not from there but like evolution and so on. And then so the thing is they ha they have no higher power. It's basically just themselves. So they can dictate what is good and what is bad for themselves in terms of morality. But then the thing is there are so many people, there are a large number of atheists out there. And each of them has a 
their own different. opinion on good and their own opinion on their purpose. Yeah, like your cousin, for example, he said that my own opinion on what is good. Like yeah. some people. Yeah, he's. He said he wanted to steer the world in as much as he can in the direction of what is good. But then that also could vary for different yeah. people. Not Let's everybody think. can be as kind as my cousin. Like, like you look at how you turn Like, <laughs> So like, they don't believe in a higher power to tell them what is good and what is bad. They kind of make that thing up for themselves. So when they talk about the meaning of life, because they focus so much on the meaning of life, because death is just the end, so they put this on their life. And so when they focus on the meaning of life, their definition can be, when they talk about the meaning of life, it could be, you know, what is the legacy I leave behind? What is the impact I leave behind on the world? So like, when they talk about the impact they leave behind on the world, what they want as good impact could really differ from other people. Let's look at Hitler from like, for oh example. Oh my gosh, this already became controversial. So Hitler for example. So Hitler, he wanted to make society a better place or make the world a better place by annihilating what he thought was bad, bad for, for society. society. His concept is not wrong, you know? Like he what is do you mean wrong. his concept was so wrong? <laughs> his concept of getting rid of the bad by completely annihilating it or thinking what would like make us bad by annihilating it, it's not wrong, but he thought the Jews were bad. So, like, that was bad. But then who are so we to bad. tell him, as atheists, having the atheist mindset, who are we to tell him that his mindset is wrong? Or who are we to tell Mussolini that his mindset was wrong? What Muslim Lini? Muslim, Mussolini. Mussolini. Yes. Who are we to tell them that they are wrong? Because, like every other person, uh, following the atheist mindset, like every other person, they wanted to do good for the world, but their good was a different type of mindset. They had a different mindset or different type of perspective to what is good. So who are we to tell them as atheists? Who are we to tell them that their mindset is wrong? I see. Going back to if you are an atheist, your death, ha your de death has no meaning, right? You said that? Death has no meaning because that's the complete end of your life. So it's, it's funny, really I was reading focused. this book, yeah. The Case for Fate by Lee Strobel. In The Case for Fate, he did an interview with uh, Peter Kraft. He is a university teacher. He has a long, long list of accomplishments that I would be naming until the end of the podcast if I had to. But uh, he said in an interview with Lee Strobel and Peter Kraft, uh, Atheism treats people cheaply. Also, it robs death of meaning. And if death has no meaning, how can life ultimately have meaning? He is a Christian? Yes, he's a Christian. Uh, smart words. Smart words. Because if the end has no meaning, what's the point of... The beginning, the, the beginning, process. The process. Yes, yes. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm driving a car, mm -hmm. but I'm driving to nowhere, yes. what's the point of me driving the car? Yes, yes. You see? So he's really talking about the yeah, meaning of life? Yeah, the meaning of life. So for Hindus, we know that Hindus and Buddhists, we know that their meaning of life is to do good, to get to Nirvana, and then, or to heaven. And then for atheists, they create their own meaning of life, which can differ from one Their own another. living life to the fullest. YOLO. Don't YOLO me. <laughs> so, so we have the atheist point of view. Now, are there any other point of views? Uh, there is the Muslim view. 
I find the Muslim view and the Christian viewpoint is very very similar. Muslim people believe if they do the will of Allah, they will be able to reach heaven. Mm-hmm. And thus by good works, they will be able to reach heaven. But us Christians, from our point of view, it's more of by faith we do our works. We be- not by works alone, but through mm-hmm. Jesus and by faith, we make it to heaven. So that is the Muslim. What is Muslim their purpose of life? To do the to do the will of God. To do the will of God. So now we have come, and then after that, they will either go to hell or heaven. Oh, yeah, very, very similar, similar to Christians. So now sense. we have covered Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, Muslims, touched a bit on Christianity. Before we before we truly go in depth for Christianity, let's have a segment. good news. Our next segment, the good news. living in Vietnam. When I was four years old, my dad became a pastor. When I was 12 years old, we moved to Vietnam as missionaries. At that time, I did not understand anything. Like, God, why? Why me? Why now? Why? I'm supposed to enter my teenage life with my friends back home. I'm supposed to party with them, I'm supposed to do crazy stuff with them, but now I'm in Vietnam with my parents doing church work that I'm being forced to. (sighs) Yes, but then now looking back, it's been eight years and I did not miss out on anything at all. I can assure you that I've learned so many things growing up here. I've seen the people of different culture being changed by God before my very eyes. They were dreaming about Jesus. They were having financial provisions. Those are things that are supernatural, things that you could not buy with money. I wanted to have that. Yes, I grew up in church. I was church kid for all my life, but I did not have a personal relationship with God. And that is something that you don't want to miss out on. Once you feel God's presence, you will look for it wherever you go. When you go back to sin, all you can think about is, I want to go back to God. I want to have His presence again. I've been there. And, you know, living in Vietnam, seeing these people, once they commit, they commit with all of their heart. They surrender everything, they leave everything behind, and that's what we're supposed to do. To leave everything behind, go 100%. If we want to get the fullness of God, we got to give our fullness to Him, too. Since, um, Arriving here, I've experienced God's provision, miracles. I've been healed from asthma. Um, I've been 
provided with opportunities to travel around the world to meet people, believers, different cultures. You know, once you see our fellowship, you will be amazed how God is just the same everywhere. The Spirit is the same everywhere. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God in Vietnam, in um, the Philippines, in Malaysia, in America, everywhere. We have a family everywhere, and it's something that is so precious, it's something that money can't buy. And the church in Vietnam has been growing. Um, more people, more missionaries are arriving in Vietnam as well. And it's just, it still amazes me how God um, changes lives, how God provides, how God continues to do amazing things in our lives. But then again, we have to give 100%. We seek His kingdom first, delight ourselves in Him, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. It's been eight amazing years in Vietnam, and I will not trade all these times with anything in the world because I have grown so much spiritually, mentally, and as a person, as a believer. And yes, wherever we are, we have a task to share God's love to everyone, not just to our own people, but to people around the world, to people of different cultures, to people we don't know, to people who are our enemies, everybody. So I hope this testimony and encouragement has been a blessing to all of you and it's just really exciting what God has in store for the future. I know the world is crazy right now but then we have a God a powerful God who can do the impossible. Let's just continue to be faithful. Hello, my name is Kian Mata. I'm a Filipino, but I'm currently helping God's work here in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. I just want to share to you about my life testimony as to how God has been gracious and how he has changed my life. I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I knew about God. I grew up in church. I knew about Jesus. I know a lot of things about the Bible. I read the Bible ever since I was a kid, and I memorized so many verses. But all of these things were just mere information to me, and they were never personal revelation. And uh, so it never, never really brought an impact to my life. Uh, when I was 17, I started to be curious about a lot of things. So I started doing all of these things that I was so curious of. So I started going to parties. Um, I started entering to uh, relationships that weren't even pleasing to God. And um, I started joining many groups and I would come back home really late. Um, and it came to the point that I was just so miserable in my life. At first, it felt really good. It felt that it was fun, but every time I go home, I just feel even emptier. 
and it came to the point where I got kicked out of my university because I failed five subjects out of seven and they said I couldn't come back to school anymore I mean I couldn't enroll to that school anymore and that was a time um, uh, that was probably the lowest point of my life I didn't know what to do with my life I didn't have any sense of direction I could see my friends excelling getting jobs and everything but for me I was just there I didn't know what to do with my life um, until it came to the point that my my mom started telling me that I need to come back to God and there I read in his word I, I knew about this verse for a long time but that time it really gave a different impact into my life it says that if I seek God first if I put him first in my life he would add everything up into my life so that was the time I started talking to God I just told him that God if you want if you want my life, I'm giving it to you. Use it. I told God that whatever you want to do with my life, just use it because I don't have, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't have any direction. So that was the time, uh, 2016, I started to help my parents here in uh, Vietnam since they were missionaries at that time. And, um, and that was the time where I really met God. I had a personal revelation, a personal relationship with God. And, um, Ever since, for four years, since 2016, God has brought favor upon favor upon favor in my life. Um, I, when I came here to Vietnam, I didn't go to school. I stopped school. I just told God, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But that time in 2017, just a year, uh, uh, a company offered me to work for them even though I don't have any degree. And until now, I'm working for that company. I'm working as an English teacher. And back in 2018, a school in the Philippines uh, opened an online school and I was able to study. Uh, and, and I'm about to finish my university right now and I'm about to get my bachelor's degree. And everything was just coming. All the blessings uh, came. Even uh, until now, uh, I'm supposed to be uh, married already. But because of the pandemic, um, we have to postpone the wedding because my fiance is back in the Philippines. But all of these things happened and all these blessings came into my life because of that one decision that I made. And that was the time that I decided to give my life to God. And I would like to encourage all uh, the young people out there that if you don't have a sense of direction if you of your life, you don't, you don't know what to do with your life, I, I urge you to give your life to God. Let God use your life for He knows the plans He has for you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And uh, right now, I'm even um, having my own um, English club. Our English club is our way of reaching out to people. So we have our own English club here in church, and I was able to do another English club in another, another district in this city. And God's been doing great work in this uh, uh, city, and I'm really, really blessed. And I'm so happy that God has used my life because I let him use my life. So I encourage you, I encourage everyone that um, uh, give your life to God and you'll see he will never fail you. And, and that's the experience that I want to share to you that you would also experience if you would give your life to God. So that is all I want to share. God bless everyone.
fantastic testimony all the way from Vietnam, by the way. How much does shipping cost for such a heavy testimony? Thank you so 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 much for sending in your testimonies. It's great to hear that God is moving all the way to in Vietnam. And I apologize if you're watching this for his really bad joke. But moving on, again, thank you so much for your testimony. That was great testimonies. <clears throat> so now we'll head back to the topic of death from a Christian's point of view. So, death from a Christian's point of view. The only from a Christian's point of view, the only credible view of death is Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because he was the only one who died and then came back again. If you have any disagreements with us that Jesus died and came back again, please watch our previous podcast episode uh, where we discuss the existence of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus. So now it's confirmed that, Je- that Jesus is We have proven that. Yes. We have proven and that. And the Bible. Yes. Okay, watch our first episode. Uh, so, now we're going to explore the statements of Jesus. Where we, where we go when we die, what's our purpose here, and uh, our generally, uh, general view of Christianity's point of death. Mm. Let's start with a general view of Christianity's point of view for death. As unfortunate as death is for, for people, uh, the Christians view death as a very joyful thing going for someone to be able to enter the kingdom into heaven and to be with the Lord. Yeah. It is. And of course, where we go when we die, we believe in a heaven and a hell. Yes. But let's explore what's our purpose here. Mm-hmm. Jesus has stated many, many times in his time on earth that he was only here to do the will of the Father. His time on earth was spent entirely doing God's will. From when he was a kid, being in the temple to even his final moments where he said, not my will, but your will be done. He's also stated that in order to follow him, we need to, we need to do God's will as well. Uh, Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Matthew twelve fifty. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, sister, and mother. Now, how would you like to be Jesus' brother? How would I like sister, to be Jesus' sister. brother? Sister, okay, yeah. How would you like to be Jesus' sister? Tell me about that. <laughs> my mistake. So, he's already stated that our purpose here is to do God's will. Mm. And eventually, we'll store up treasures in the kingdom of heaven. Speaking of treasures in the kingdom of heaven, Pastor preached an amazing sermon this Wednesday. You could go back and watch it right now on our YouTube channel. It should be easy to find. So, where we go when we die? It's either heaven or hell. It's either heaven or hell. I heard, I heard, I heard. Did they Pastor somewhere? We're gonna, we're gonna explore this verse, uh, Matthew twenty-five forty-six. It is a very long verse but <laughs> it's a very long verse but, then but uh, I'm only going to read one excerpt from it <laughs> so Matthew what 
Matthew chapter 25 verse 46 I suggest that you guys go back and read the I mean you guys since you guys are already home you guys take out and read the whole chapter as well it was a very long conversation so now we've covered many many different points and if there are any other parts or views that we did not cover you can feel free to add in some comments down below at the live chat yes so Matthew okay 25 46 and they will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life so eternal punishment being hell and uh, eternal life being heaven but now that we've spoken about heaven and hell and uh, what's our purpose here and everything there's one final question that has gone unanswered since there is a heaven and hell how do we avoid hell and go into heaven well, Jesus has made it very clear that he can only, we can only do this through Him. Mm. He says in John 3.16, everybody knows John 3.16. He, he was having a conversation with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, where Nicodemus, a religious teacher, came to him and asked him about how to inherit eternal life. And Jesus makes it plainly says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Mm. So in case this verse is interpreted differently, or in case you guys still think that Jesus technically didn't say he is the way and the truth and the light, he actually said, I am the way, the truth and the light. No one can come to the Father except through me in John chapter 14 verse 6. So now we have covered the Christian view or the standpoint on what happens after death what and what is the meaning of life for a Christian which is to do God's will and his works mm -hmm. so now we have covered many many different point of views we have covered the Hindu's point of view the Buddhist point of view which is similar to that of which of a Hindu and then after that we have covered the atheists we have covered Muslims which is similar to Christians and we also have finally covered Christians point of view and then we have all found out there are different meanings of life which differ from one another. Yes. So now. So now, if any of you guys have any comments or anything to add or any, any statements at all, questions, please feel free to post it in our YouTube comment section. We'll be very happy to answer your questions in a future video or through Instagram or by any means necessary. We will not alter your question, we will do it. And if you guys have any disagreements with our statements, please feel free to correct us in the comment section. Uh, that'll be all, right? Yes. Okay, so, once so again, let's. We would like to thank you for watching and thank you for your time. To uh, thank you for putting aside time for watching our podcast. Our talk show. Ah, our talk, talk show. Talk show. Talk show. Our talk show. Yes. Yes. And our we'd like to end show. this with a final. What's your thought? <laughs>